This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Everybody and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, September 11th, 2020. September 11th, and of course, I can't start the program or the podcast without you know mentioning, respectively, today is the 19 year anniversary of the terrorist attack in New York City. I remember it very, very well. Most people remember what they were doing at that time. You know. It's, it's not good. It was a pretty tough, difficult time. InvestTalk is a finance and investment program, as you know, so I do not want to get political. That's not what I want to do. Let's just say that many innocent Americans were killed on that day, and many more have died in the aftermath of those 9-11 attacks. So I think we should remember that over this day. Now, my customary trivia question today will remember the attacks, and it looks at, I will be looking at the attacks market reaction, the effect on the market. That's part of my trivia question. And we can see that the fourth quarter is fast approaching. And, of course, after that, the end of the year. I mean, the fourth quarter is almost on us. <laughs> we have the rest of September, and then we're in the fourth quarter. And it certainly has been a pretty difficult year, pretty momentous year uh, of unprecedented events, you know, especially the COVID-19. That was something we haven't seen. I, I think you have to go back to 1911 or 17, all the way back to the, the Spanish flu, which, you know, really didn't start in Spain. It started here in the United States, but there was reasons why it's called the Spanish flu. Um, anyways, um, we'll, we'll, we'll move on. Um, so there's a lot of volatility. Uh, it's going to continue. I can't see how it's going to stop. We got an election year, presidential election year, and what? We're less than 60 days away from that. So there's going to be volatility. And you just got to learn how to deal with it, compensate. You know, it's it's a, it's going to be a great lesson for young people to understand how markets work. They are volatile at times, just the way it is. I'm Steve Peasley, and today in this program and podcast, I will do my best to give you unbiased answers to your financial and investment questions. And, of course, you may want some strategies. I'll be happy to talk about that. We'll talk about volatility if you want. Anything financial, we'll discuss. 888-99-CHART. This is a call-in show. 888-992-4278 is my number. So how did the market do today? Well, the Dow was up 131. The Nasdaq was down 66. And the S&P was up 2. So it would be a mixed day. Nothing, 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 nothing very impactful today. Now, um, I will talk about, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk about 401ks at some point. I got other talking points that we could talk about. Uh, uh, maybe talk about the retail bankruptcies that are happening in different companies. Maybe discuss the CPI. And I want to talk about how much money Elon Musk is going to make. Man, he's getting some big paydays, big paydays. And that, so they're so big, they're going to, in fact, in fact, impact pretty strongly the earnings, the earnings of the company, of Tesla. So we're going to get to those. 
Well, you know, here, we're always busy. We always have lots of calls, so I want to get right to them. Let's get right to the first call of the day. Hi, Stephen, Justin. My name is Maria. I'm calling from Jackson, Tennessee. I'm a first-time caller. Love your show. Now, I have a question for you, and this is in regards to how you know what is the best price to buy a stock. I mean, what formula do you guys use to make sure you're getting it at a bargain price? Love your show again. Thank you so much. That's one of the difficult things about the market. You're never sure about anything. You can't be sure. All you can do is hedge your bets with knowledge. Okay, so how do we know that this is the good price of the stock? Well, it takes it takes a lot of experience, but you we know by history, by looking at stocks and sectors and companies and the entire market, what is overvalued and what is undervalued. And there are some very simple uh, factors you can to use to help you with that, like what is a P.E. ratio, the price-earnings ratio, the price of stock compared to the earnings of the company. That's a very basic way to look at a stock to see if you're buying it overpriced, underpriced, or are you buying it fairly priced. But everything is moving so much. Earnings go up and down. Sales go up and down. Things like COVID-19 happen. Uh, competition comes in. Market margins squeeze or expand. There's so many things. So there's a lot of factors to look at. And we look at them, not just even even the movement of the price of the stock over the last year, two years, maybe three years. Just the movement that tells us, oh, this looks uh, odd or over, uh, over too strong or too weak or whatever. There's lots to look at to try, to try and determine the value of a stock and that you're getting it at a good price. Remember I said try twice. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. For investors, the need to remain vigilant never ends. With strong crosswinds of volatility and risk tolerance affecting our decisions, we must learn to manage fear and greed, the only two emotions that matter at all in the market. Okay, and I'll make you better investors if you do. That's a better investor. Now, we should talk about this or your participation in anything important that you want to talk about. Of course, you are important to the show. So we're here taking your questions live, 888-99-CHART. It's an Invest Talk Friday. Steve Peasley is on duty and he's happy to provide unbiased answers, but you've got to call with your questions. Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Okay, let's go to Brian in Connecticut. He wants to talk about CVS. Brian. Hi, Steve. How's it going? Good. Thank you for the call. I do appreciate it. Um, yeah, I'm just curious. So I understand the market's not really appreciating companies with high debt right now, but CVS has just had a bloody sell-off over the last couple of days. And the value of the company is just from a PE ratio so low. They have a great dividend of over 3%, and they increased their guidance for this year in the midst of COVID. So I'm just kind of wondering on what's going on with that stock right now and why is it looking like it is. OK, 
Okay, this is CVS Health, everybody. I think most people know about it. They have 9,900 pharmacies and drugstores in 49 states, D.C., Puerto Rico, and Brazil. Okay, they're going to make $7.23 this year. That's the most they've made in years. Next year is $7.53. So that's most, more that they're going to make next year. Sales, probably what the problem is, uh, Brian, is that sales have fallen the last couple. Sales growth. I mean, sales growth of sales, not sales, but the growth of sales. Growth of sales was in the 20 to 35, 40 range per quarter, and the last two quarters is 8%, 3%. COVID actually hurts their sales. People don't understand, or maybe they do by now because I'm talking about it, but remember, everything shut down to treat COVID people. So all the normal patients and the normal drugs and going to your doctor to get this and that prescribed, that didn't happen. So a lot of areas, sales were slow at CVS got hit with that. But I, to me, that means there's demand behind that and it's probably going to return. Okay? Uh, so I, I, think, I think it's a great bargain. <laughs> Yes, it has fallen. It's fallen from 64 all the way down to 57 here in about a month, month and a half. It's still falling, though. So, Brian, don't jump into it yet. I'd like to see some strength come back into it before you jump in it, but it's very, very reasonable price. $57 stock with a $7.53 earnings. That means, I mean, the P.E. is going to be seven, seven and a half. That's as low, a five-year low, seven. Turn equity is very good, 15%. Yeah, they have a lot, you know, not a ton of debt, but some debt, but their cash flow is $8.59. Yeah, uh, this would be an, a 3.5% dividend. This would be a core holding for those people who've been looking for a bargain. Here's one of them. So, Brian, you got thumbs up for me. Let's go to Noel in Napa. How you doing, Noel? How's it going? You want to talk about BGS? Uh, yeah, I, I'm a long-term holding BGS, big position, and uh, I'm, I'm really happy with that uh, position. But you know, a little, little concerned, I guess, like like you're you to prop me up a little bit. I guess uh, it, it's been down. You you probably follow it, and it's been down uh, yes. about four dollars the last few days. So, what, what's your yeah. take? Well, it was really inexpensive when it was trading around fifteen, sixteen dollars. You know, uh, mm. during the the COVID thing, I mean, it got even below fifteen dollars. Uh, now it's at twenty six, so it's almost double. It did double, got right up to thirty one or so. They're going to make two dollars and nineteen cents. The problem is, and the sales in the last quarter was up thirty eight percent. BGS Foods, everybody manufactures shelf stable food products such as jellies, hot sauces sold in the U.S. So everybody's not dining out, and they're having more food in the house, and that's been reflected in these kind of stocks. Um, it broke below the 50-day moving average, which makes me a little bit nervous. It's right at support here at $26. Um, and it's, it's now, it's a $26 going to make a $2 next year. Okay, so that's a, four, uh, uh, a 13 PE. And their range is 6 to 25, so it's kind of in the middle of their range. So it's no longer the bargain it was, but it's not overpriced either. It's fairly priced. So you pro And it has a 7.2% dividend, so I wouldn't be anxious to sell it. You could take a little bit of profits if you want. BGS, thank you. 
Masa in Kansas City, or Kansas. Masa, how you doing? I'm fine, and you? I'm great. Thank you for the call. Uh, I have a question regarding a retirement account. Uh, I invested yes. my Roth IRA in uh, 90% stocks and 10% bonds. Uh, I'm 40 years old. Uh, what do you think? I think at 40, Okay, at 40, that's probably a good asset allocation. You know, if you, it's really if, how comfortable you are with risk. At 40 years old, you've got 20 plus years before you can think about retiring, unless you think you're going to retire much early. Therefore, you probably should be aggressive in the market. So I have no problem with a 90-10 split. I mean, I would not. So as long as you're comfortable with it, you don't mind the risk of being in the market, then stay there. I think you're fine. So I think you're fine until you until you get a lot closer to retire. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. 888-99 chart, 888-992-4278. Hey, do you know what the correction was, by the way? How much, how deep this correction has been that we kind of lived through? Well, the NASDAQ is 10%, but for the other markets is 5, 6%. S&P 500, Dow 30. So that's what it's been so far. And we, do we, is it over? We don't know. We'll know in hindsight, but it's a decent correction for the NASDAQ. But the NASDAQ was the most overbought, so it should have been more corrected. Okay? Okay, my focus point today concerns the story leveraging our awareness on National 401k Day. Did you know it was National 401k Day? Only 70% of Americans financially prepare for retirement. Understanding what you can do to make the dream of retirement a reality is important. So I'm going to talk about that with you. But now we're heading into a break, and the phone lines are open. The number is 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk the radio program and podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom. You may be a regular listener. You may even have called a few times. But if you've never called, what are you waiting for? The phone lines are open, and Steve and Justin would love to hear your questions right now. Call 888-99-CHART. Okay, let's keep moving. Let's talk to Jim in Illinois. Jim. Hey, it's actually Jay. Oh, Jay, I'm sorry. No worries, no worries. Um, yeah, I've been listening to the program for a while, and I enjoy it, Steve. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. So I had a, question, had a question about a stock called EBIX, E-B-I-X. Do you want to buy it, sell it? Do you just want to see if it's a good value? or? So I, so I came across it because I was looking at, um, you know, stocks in the software that seem to be cheap fundamentally. And okay. it looks like revenue has been going up, but income's kind of flattened. And technically, it's been in a free fall. And it looks okay. like it's in the uh, insurance software space. So I thought you might have some you okay. know, additional input on why. Okay, Ebex Inc. Uh, provides internet-based software applications and related services to insurance agents and brokers. Okay. They've been, they've had earnings for years and years and years. Earnings have been pretty consistently growing. They're going to fall a little bit this year. 
But before this year, they grew every year consistently. So in 2019, they made $4.20. This year, they're going to make three forty-five. dollars Then next year, bounce back to $4.25. And this is a $19 stock, so it's very inexpensive. Now, I'll tell you this. Insurance stocks, uh, insurance-related stocks, don't trade at a very high PE. They usually are fairly low. This one's range is 2 to 28. It's at 5. That's going to be lower next year, so it's going to be a little bit lower than 5. Break into the 4. Great return on equity at 25%. Pays a small dividend at 1.5. It's only a $604 million company, $604 million company, so it's not really large. And the most recent quarter, sales fell 23%. I think that's why you're seeing weakness. People get nervous about that. Why should sales fall 23%? COVID, there's nothing COVID-related shouldn't be, or maybe it is, maybe because uh, no one's buying insurance, but why? everybody needs it, so. And so I need to find out why their sales have fallen so sharply in the most recent quarter, and that's the first, um, that's the first time that it's fallen like that. They usually grow, okay, on a quarter-to-quarter basis. So something's up with that, and that's what the weakness is. I would look into that weakness and find out, and if that weakness is just a one-time thing, it's a good bargain. Let's go to Art Mendel Park. Wants to talk about FedEx. Art. Hi, Steve. How's, how's it going? I just Good. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Nice. Go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to ask you about FedEx. Um, I'm thinking about paring it down because it's like uh, I've, I've owned it for quite a few years. And um, it's probably up uh, – Several hundred percent at this point, um, wow. and it's like getting up there in in uh, my portfolio. Like yeah, it's time to time to time. To, it it really is time to cut it back hard. It's time to you know we, we would call uh, balance your portfolio. It's now okay. For an instance, okay, FedEx. Everybody know. Everybody knows that you know they provide deliveries of parcels. Okay. And everybody's been moving things around, especially with this COVID thing. Everybody's at home buying things. So, um, so the issue is it's selling for $232 a share now. And they're going to make good money up 17% this year. They're going to another 21% for next year. So it's really doing well. But all that is probably built in the stock price by now. Their PE range 7 to 24 and it's selling at 24. So. I would take some profits. I would definitely clearly take some profits here, Art. That's the thing to do. Appreciate the call. Thank you. My focus point today concerns this story, leveraging our awareness on National 401k Day. Most people know what a 401k is. That's your private company's sponsored retirement plan for you, the employees of that private company. It's not for... Nonprofits. It's not for public companies. It's not for anything but private companies. Those others have different types of retirement programs, similar to 401k. Okay, 401ks are sponsored retirement accounts by your employer. Now, there's two kinds. There's Roth and there's regular. Roth is fairly new, last few years. The old 401k that's normal has been around a lot longer than that. Okay, in fact, I think it was 1980, I think, is when it was started. Yeah, the Revenue Act of 1978 took effect, uh, allowing tax-deferred compensation and bonuses and stock options, clearing the way for 401k retirement plans. 
Okay. Um, so not all 401k plans sponsored by the private companies are are ones that the companies put money in. They don't have to. You are supposed to put money in your own personal 401k account. You do. Companies should, but they don't have to. It's not required. I said if they would match, but many companies do, many companies don't. Okay? Many of our Invest Talk listeners are, were busy working adults on September 11, 2001. However, some of our audience today was back then still in college or even high school, maybe even grade school. Yet we were all shocked by those terrorist attacks. So as we go to break here, my two-part trivia question. Looking back at 9-11-2001, how did the stock market react? And how can we broadly assess the costs of terrorist attacks? I'll have the answer after this break. But for now, my phone lines are open and I encourage your investment questions. 888-99-CHART. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It is official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, Whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay. Why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture? I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally. First with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. 
That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. You are listening to Invest Talk. It's Friday, the weekend is almost here, and Steve Peasley is on duty now, taking your finance and investment questions live. Call Invest Talk. 888-99-CHART. Okay, I have, you know, I asked you a trivia question before the break, and here's the answer. And the question was, looking back at 9-11, how did the stock market react, and what are the broader issues and costs of terrorist attacks? So when American Airlines Flight 11 crashed into the North Tower of the World Trade Center, and then American Airlines Flight 175 hit the South Tower, it was obvious that America was under attack. And of course, there was the other ones, uh, the, the Pentagon that people tend to forget, and the one that the bright people on the plane rushed the uh, terrorists, and that crashed in Pennsylvania somewhere. So we can't forget those people. That was also, you know, got to remember those. So um, to prevent a stock market meltdown, I don't know if you remember right, but that was in the morning before the market happened. It was a Tuesday morning. Market didn't open. Market didn't open that day, okay? So the, a negative reaction, the first week after it opened, the market fell 14%. I think it was 7% some, 7% the first day, if I remember. But totally, it fell 14%. And it was a record drop one day time, but, you know. And gold and oil rallied. Gold and oil rallied. The largest industries industries impacted were, of course, the airlines, just like this COVID thing, right? Because, um, you know, they they used the airlines, as, you know, so they, of course they had to shut down the whole airline business for a little while. And um, But the market did recover pretty quickly, relatively short period of time. Okay, but there are lasting effects. So what are the costs? Financial markets have proved time and again that they're pretty resilient to acts of terrorism. So, um, so according to the International Monetary Fund, IMF, direct economic costs are short-term in nature. The indirect costs of terrorism can be significantly larger and they affect the economy in the medium term and long term. Okay? They also undermine consumer and investor confidence long term. So terrorism can have a long-term effect. It really can. What? It's very easy Think of the cost of security at their airports now. We didn't have TSA agents. We didn't have any of those people. So that, that added cost to the airports, right? That, of course, it, when it adds costs, who do you think pays? You and I pay. That's who pays. So the long-term effects can get expensive. It can. Okay, let's go to Alejandro in Virginia. How you doing? Hey, Steve. Um, first of all, I love the show, and I try to listen every day, so I appreciate you, you you guys um, having the podcast available. Thank um, you. So I wanted to ask you about Snowflake. It's an upcoming IPO um, that yes. I think is debuting on Tuesday. And yes. um, even, like, you know, there's been a lot of hype around it. I think even, like, yes, one Buffett company has yep. gone into it. So um, I have a couple of questions, or two questions on it. Really, sure. um, one would be, what would be the best strategy to kind of determine like the price range? Because um, I know I've heard you guys say 
from listening that usually takes about six months or so to really kind of understand these IPOs because yep. obviously there's no information on them. So that would right. be that. And then what would be a price range um, that you would think it would be a good entry point um, into the company? Okay. Uh, do you know what the IPO price, what they said is going to be at? Do you know? Because I don't. So just from reading, I, I, I think it's, it's somewhere in the 70 to 80 range. Um, okay. But I don't know how, you know, volume would affect that on Tuesday. And now is that um, the actual you know, IP, is that the actual IPO price or what the trading range they think is going to hit for the first day? Oh, let me, sorry. let me explain. Let me, range. yeah, that's what I thought. The IPO price could be 25 bucks or 30 bucks. Okay, but the trading range could be massively different because how IPOs work is the the brokers firm taking it public call all their best clients. And here you got Warren Buffett going in on this one. So this was a very highly highly touted IPO. So you're never going to get at the IPO price or even close to the IPO price on a very popular IPO coming out. That's just the nature of it. So you do not want to chase that performance. Now, I don't know much about this company yet, and that's why we tell you, wait after six months. There's a couple of reasons. One is the insiders get to start selling after six months. So they tend, remember the insiders are the owners, the previous owners or managers or whoever, and they want to realize some profits here. So they tend to almost all, the majority, I should say, of IPO stocks trade at below their IPO price within six months. That's why I don't like people to buy them because the ones that you hear are the ones that are exciting are the ones that are most most costly. So it's hard to know what's a fair price is. Okay, you just don't know. You know if you really love the concept, the IPO price, I would suggest you wait a couple, three days, maybe a week. At least you'll probably get some kind of pullback in that time. That's normal. Alejandro, appreciate the call. Thank you. James and Sonoba, we're going to talk about ABBV. ABV, isn't, that's the drug company, right? How you doing, James? What's going on? I'm doing fine. About a week and a half ago, you had uh, you had a caller and you had a glowing report on this. I've owned it in my IRA since it was uh, part of uh, Abbott Labs. And uh-huh. I was a little surprised because you never go over anything that you, well, I don't say never, but you rarely go over anything that's 60% on a payout ratio. And if I'm reading this correctly, this has got a payout ratio of over 100, 110%, I think it's according to Schwab. I'm, I'm driving, so I don't really know what it is today. But okay, I was a little surprised. Am I not reading that correctly, or yeah, what's yeah, going on well, with that? Cause I, the, the, the number is correct if you look at last year's earnings. Which, uh, 2019 was $8.94. It's an $89 stock and they pay 5.3%. So 5% of 90 is $4.50 and that's a little over 50%. So the future earnings next year, 2020, they're going to make $12.36 per share. So it's a huge increase, a 50% increase approximately, not quite, but from last year's earnings. So that means that that uh, payout ratio is much more reasonable. At five percent of ninety is four dollars fifty cents, and they're going to make twelve dollars and thirty-five cents. So it's a third, right? Thirty-three percent, and we'd like to keep it under sixty. So, therefore, it's a pretty decent payout. I, that's not something you need to worry about. Okay, appreciate the call. Thank you. Thanks, James. 
The KPP Premium Newsletter was distributed to subscribers today. And, of course, I pack it with a lot of information. I, I'm pretty diligent about that. I try to, anyways. That's my goal. Uh, there was a little in the way of economic news this week. On Wednesday, we did see release of the job openings report, but it's for July. You know, that's as soon as they can get it out. So it's kind of old, but it did go up. It did go up, which was a nice, and it's six, from 6 million to 6.6. So June it was 6 million, July it was 6.6 million. So that was a good report, 600,000 more. Inflation numbers came out in PPI, producer price index, CPIs, consumer price index, and showing a, you know, a tad increase in inflation. Nothing unreasonable yet, but you know, remember the Fed's going to let inflation run. They've said they're going to let it run a lot longer than they would normally. So it's like 1.5% or so, and their target is 2. They're going to let it run well above 2 when it comes. And it looks like it's starting to itch, inch up. Um, and then in the um, portfolio management section, I talked about moving averages, accumulation distribution, on-balance volume. These are technical analysis terms. Things that we look at that you should become familiar with and you look at too when you're thinking about managing your own portfolio. So, you know, and, you know, even just a recent caller here that just called uh, James talk about the payout ratio. That's how much the dividend pays out based on its earnings. If it's a 5% uh, dividend and 5% of the stock price is $5 and they're only going to earn $5, that's a 100% payout ratio. We like it to be 60% or less. So talked about, that's in that section. A couple of stock ideas. I had an integrated oil company I've recommended before. They've just got cheaper, really high dividends. Also talked uh, about a leading global manufacturing market, a branded convenience, uh, branded convenience food products. Okay, quarter over quarter growth for the company increased 18.4%. So earnings per share increased almost 100%. So I named those companies in the newsletter. I always give you a couple of stock ideas every week. And finally, the consumer watch section. I talk about relieving stress. How to relieve stress. We're in pretty stressful times. You know, so, uh, uh, you know, we had this so-called work from home uh, uh, event going on because, uh, okay, do you think it's more less stressful working from home? Not necessarily. It could be more stressful. Why? Because you're not interacting with your your coworkers or your boss. You're much you're much much more on your on your own. So you have to self motivate and get things done. And you know, on your it can be more stressful for a lot of people. So how do you relieve that stress? There's ways to do it. You can exercise, of course. You can take, uh, but you know. People should exercise anyway. You should do that. You also can have caffeine. Caffeine is a stimulant. And high doses high, high doses can increase anxiety, but also most people drink coffee to, to perk them up and get them working. So they're less stressful. But you can take too much, just like anything else. So there's a lot of valuable information in that KPP Premium Newsletter each week. Every Friday. It comes out every Friday. If you want to subscribe to it, go directly to investtalk.com. Let's go to Halbert in San Antonio. 
Albert. Hello, Steve. Uh, thank you so much for taking my call. I'm a big fan of your show. Um, I have thank a you. question regarding the company Valero Energy, uh, yes. symbol VLO. And uh, basically, 10% of my portfolio. Uh, I'm relatively new to the market, about a year or so. And they've made a big announcement. Basically, it says they've announced pricing of notes offering. And I'm trying to understand the lingo, exactly what are they doing. My understanding okay. is that they're basically selling their debt to the lowest bidder. Is that what I'm, uh, is that what I'm understanding from that? What you're, what you're, when, when you ever hear a company, when it says we're offering notes, okay, offering notes, generally speaking, that means they're selling bonds. Okay, well, why would they sell bonds? Well, there's several reasons. Interest rates are very low. Maybe they have current debt that is higher that they borrowed money from a bank or something, and that debt is higher than they could they could get to have to pay out from selling bonds because bonds are very low. So why why not pay off debt you're paying six percent? Just think about a mortgage, your own mortgage. Do you refinance your home to a lower mortgage? That's what they're doing. That's a very common thing for them to do. Okay? Now, it's not the only reason they offer notes. That's not the only reason. They also do it for several other reasons. One is they just want more money. Maybe they're going to build a new refinery. Valero Energy, by the way, engaged in refining, marketing, fuels, and stuff. Maybe they want to build something or buy something or buy land. So they're offering notes or, or bonds so they can get that money and go do something with it. Okay? Now, a bad thing is to offer notes to pay higher dividends because you're like taking money out of one pocket and putting it in the other. It's not like getting the other. You know, so they have a pretty high dividend. So I would want to know what those notes are for. And I have a feeling is to reduce debt because they have some debt. So I'd have to read up on what, what their plan is. They will tell you what they're going to do with those notes. Okay, and those notes are going to be, uh, I think, BAA. That's the quality of those. So it's pretty high quality. So that means it's going to be pretty low cost to them. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it, Herbert. Thank you. Okay, as you may know, on Friday, I squeeze in a quick rundown of the key benchmarks. I try to. Two-year Treasury yield, 0.129%. You're getting nothing. Ten-year, 0.67%. The spread is fine, but, man, those rates are low. Gold was priced at $1,942 an ounce. Remember, it broke a little bit above 2000 and it's been kind of weakening here in the last couple, three weeks, and just kind of morandum, you know, moving up and down within a kind of a little channel. So, is it going to stay there? Ask yourself. Gasoline on a national level, $2.20 per gallon. In California, another buck up, $3.23. Pretty much is the norm. Have you noticed that? And, of course, the lowest price this last week is Illinois at $2.32. Is that the lowest price? I don't think so. Not when the price was $2.20 per gallon nationwide. So that's just what it is in Illinois, not the lowest. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, here on Talk and my company, KPP Financial in Irvine, California, we operate on a philosophy of independent thinking and shared success. You know that. We try to give you unbiased kindness. We practice parallel investing, meaning I buy the same things as my clients, same price, same time, same percentage in the different portfolios. 
I encourage you to take advantage of our offer, free portfolio review assessments. You can do it via telephone, Skype, or Jive. Be happy to do that. And you can send us a message through investtalk.com. You send me an email. Pretty easy. Or you can call our KPP financial offices in Irvine, California. Wish. Be happy to talk to you. 888-99-CHART is our number. We'll be right back. This is Invest Talk. Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Is it delivering the types of gains you want and need to achieve financial freedom? Well, turn up the volume because there are many questions that deserve unbiased answers. And Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your calls live. 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. I've been looking at a stock, HCSG is the ticker symbol. It's a healthcare services group. Looking at it as maybe a safe long-term hold stock, what do you guys think of it? I see it pays a good dividend. I don't know, does it have a lot of debt? And is the growth real good? Do you feel this would be a good investment, or is this stock kind of overrated and not really a good buy at this time. Thanks. I'll be looking for your answers on the show. Okay. Healthcare Services Group, it's a $1.5 billion company, so it's small. Uh, provides housekeeping, laundry, maintenance, dietary services uh, to 3,000 long-term care facilities in 48 states. Remember, it provides healthcare. It's not a long-term care facility. It provides services to them. Okay. Uh, they just taking a look at it. It seems a little expensive to me. Sales have been falling sales for two years every quarter. Two years. Now, not by a lot, but falling. I don't. I don't like that. I don't like that. Um, earnings. They're going to be a dollar twelve this year. Earnings have gone up. They're going to be a dollar twenty one next year. Sales are falling. Earnings gone up. So where, where did that come from? How did that happen? Well, they squeezed out profits. Uh, they squeezed out costs, make profits go up. Return equity is 14%, just okay. Uh, pays a 4% dividend. Uh, it's a $20 stock. So 4% is 80 cents and they make $1.20. So they can pay the, they can make $1.12 this year, $1.20. So they can pay the dividend. Uh, I don't, I wouldn't buy this stock. It, there's not enough, uh, there's no growth. In it, I, I don't want. I don't want a stock that's not growing some, especially like the, the smaller company is. You want some growth, not just uh, profits, but some growth of those sales. Growth, you got growth and profits, but how long can you squeeze costs out growing those products? You need growth and sales. So no, I, I would pass on HCSG. Pass it. Okay, it's, I know you've seen you know a lot of bankruptcies being reported last year or two. J.C. Penney, you know J.C. Penney filed Chapter 11. Chapter There's two kinds of bankruptcies, Chapter 7, Chapter 11. Chapter 7 is a bankruptcy, meaning they're going to just liquidate and pay the uh, the holders of their debt as much as they can, and usually the shareholders get nothing. J.C. Penney is not liquidating. That's Chapter 11. That's reorganization. So Chapter 11 is reorganization. So they're going to reopen with 650 stores. 
out of a thousand. So they're going to, but they are chapter 11. Century 21, not the real estate company. This is a discount store. Uh, they file for bankruptcy. Uh, they sell discount, uh, discount, um, designer clothes. Steinmart, 112 year old company, uh, it will close most of its stores. Most of its stores. Lord and Taylor, uh, Chapter 11. They've been around since 1826. Lord and Taylor, Chapter 11. Men's Warehouse, Taylor, uh, uh, Taylor Brands Clothes, you know, and Taylor, Lane Bryant, all gone. These are, I just picked the big names. There's more. There's a lot more. I just picked the big names. Those are the ones that are given up. Remember, these companies are already fighting against Amazon and online sales. And no one's coming to their stores. They're already fighting against that for years. And then you throw on COVID. What do you think is going to happen? Of course. You throw on COVID and you shut down the economy. Yeah. You shut down the malls that these stores are in. They're going to go out of business, of course. The trick is, is how many are going to come back? Not that many that are that they're going to come back either very very small reflection of its old self or not come back. So some of these chapter 11s will turn into the chapter 7s. Don't all come back. Remember, that when you do reorganize, you got to get a court approval. Reorganizing plan. So, it's tough. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another InvestTalk program. I will return next week, I promise. Please tell your friends and family members that they can choose from over 100 archived InvestTalk podcasts and are all free. Free downloads. You can do it at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and InvestTalk.com. Independent thinking, share success. Everybody, I want you, this is InvestTalk. I want you to have a great, great weekend. See you next week. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.